0: Beer Mile Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Beer Mile Podcast. Support for the Beer Mile Podcast is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They're the best in the world, champions of the world in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and use our exclusive discount offer as part of the Beer Mile podcast. Our discount code, Mile, all one word, all uppercase, and you will get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BEERMILE at manscaped.com. I now feel confident shaving my boys. Today on the show, our guest, well, we have two guests, actually. Our guest that we do a full-length interview with is Millie Palladino of the New Balance Boston team. She just competed at the U.S. Olympic trials, made the finals of the women's 5,000 meters. We dive into her career thus far, joining New Balance Boston, talk a little bit about her teammates. Who would be most likely to crush a beer mile? We talk about
1: our characters going to the Shrek party. I am one of Cinderella's stepsisters from Shrek 2, who runs the bar. Chris is still... I don't know. The jury's still out. He's got some take-home homework to uh, figure out what character really speaks to him so he can join in this party.
0: And outside of joining that Shrek party, we find out how far Millie thinks that she could punt a dog. It's always a great topic to discuss on the podcast to learn learn (laughs) a little bit more about our guest ambitions on punting animals. So we get into all of that as well. And and we learn that learn that she is also a plant gal, uh, like myself, a plant guy, and she would like to be sponsored by some sort of interior design company or Lowe's or Home Depot. And I think that's a very unique opportunity for some of those companies out there. So you're going to learn a lot more about Millie and the New Balance Boston team. But first, we're going to intro our second guest, but he's actually our guest here, coming up front, Michael Sack. Uh, you may remember a few episodes back, we brought up the opportunity to Venmo us some money and recommend a guest that we should bring onto the podcast. Uh, we had a few takers on that. Uh, our Venmo is at Beer Mile. If you still want to do that, we've actually followed through on all, but I think one of those at this point. But Michael actually got us pretty good. He he paid us. And said that we have to have him on, him himself. And here we are. We're going to have him on the podcast here. Uh, it's a good way to hack your way into the episode. So, Michael,
2: welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. It's an honor to be on the show. <laughs> Honored to be the first listener cameo. And I'm sorry for forcing my way onto the podcast. <laughs>
1: no, I think no. That, was, that was 3D chess. That's what we want to hear from our <laughs> listeners. Absolutely brilliant move. That's good. Find,
0: find the loopholes in Adam and I's logic and exploit them because we, we deserve it. That's how that's how we learn. So, we, and it's super fitting because we have a couple of great topics that you will play and do perfectly here. So, Michael, cool. a beer miler himself, uh, with a 6:34 PB, so he's got some tips and behind the scenes on how we got to that point. We're going to talk about that. He's got some beer reviews, some local beers out in Maryland. We're going to talk about that as well, and then. The, the One of the many segments that Adam and I have introduced over the podcast uh, episodes that kind of died that I would like to bring back and that Michael is going to help us bring back is the stonk Absolutely. pick of the week. So Michael's <laughs> got some stonk picks as well. Oh, All yeah. of that right now. So let, let's just dive right in. Michael, tell us a little bit about your beer mile mm-hmm. training, how you got to become a 634 beer miler.
2: My beer mile career started... I guess my sophomore year of college the first year I joined the running club after taking like a year break from, you know, my freshman year. and just having fun. Um, first one, I don't remember the exact times, but it did not go well. I ran probably a similar story to most people ran like probably in the 12 to 15 minute range. Um, And that whole year, I was training for a marathon, so I didn't really have any speed either. Um, And then the next year, ran it again. Um, Probably ran a very similar time. I wouldn't be surprised if it was worse. (laughs) Um, And then the third year, my senior year, I took it a little bit more seriously. And I decided to train for the mile that whole track season. So I was in mile shape. I set a mile PR that year, like right before it. Um, but the trick that I did was like th- three-ish weeks out, <laughs> all my workouts included chugging beer <laughs> between each repetition on the track. Actual, so, you know, actual beer, not water. Yeah. Beer, beer, beer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like three weeks out, probably did, uh, like some beer 800s or something to start (laughs) um then like two weeks out did some more beer 800s um just kind of increasing the reps to get the get used to having the beer in my stomach and then i believe i did like a test beer mile like a week before the race where it was just like an easy i guess tempo-ish pace uh but it was just like an easy mile Run where I chugged beers in between each lap, just to get the whole process down. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, come race day, I was prepared, and you know the, the whole goal, the whole time was to set was to set the UMBC Running Club beer mile record. Uh, and I actually it wasn't a very good record; it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably like seven forty or something. And I actually beat that in my practice run. So, I actually, <laughs> so, you, so you knew going into it. Yeah. So I knew going into it, I was uh, ready to go.
1: Man, that training is like more mature than or, or more calculated than I think most of the uh, like national beer milers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It it definitely is. So are you a morning workout or evening workout person? Because I'm just picturing, like, I'm a morning workout person. I'm just picturing, like, going to the track and doing, like, beer reps at, like, 8 in the morning and then having to go about my day afterwards with, like, a few beers in the
2: system. No, no. I Well, I'm, like, a morning easy run kind of guy, but I like to do workouts in the evening. Okay, Um, okay. I remember one, (laughs) one of the workouts I had, like, work right after. I was like a cashier oh, at the time. <laughs> so I uh, I did buy like beer 800s or whatever I did. And I just pulled trig like right <laughs> after and then drove to work. <laughs> uh, so it was a good time. <laughs> hey, fast. man, what, whatever
0: it takes for the beer mile PR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you really think just the just by introducing it as part of the running the weeks leading in, like that was the difference maker from your previous, you know, almost like basically double the time down to the, to the six thirties.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're like a seasoned vet, I think, and you're already used to it, it's probably a lot better to focus on the mile training aspect of it. Like for you, you're probably want to focus on, you know, getting your mile down low. Right Uh, because once you can chug a beer as fast as it comes out the bottle and you're already used to having it in your stomach, there's really no point in like practicing that. But if you're new to it or, you know, it's your first few times like it was for me, I think it's really beneficial to, I mean, I also practice chugging in my off time. So like, but I was chugging water mostly, but it's definitely beneficial to get some, get used to running with the carbonation in your stomach because like,
1: yeah, I I feel like that's
2: the, that's I the feel hardest like that's part. What's
1: missing in my uh, in my tool belt is I practice I'd, like I run obviously, and then I'll like slam waters out of like a a pint glass. Um, but really, like running with a lot of volume in your stomach is different.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, and you could probably do it with like Seltzer waters or like non-alcoholic beer for sure, because you know mm-hmm. the alcohol doesn't really make a difference.
0: So what's yeah. next for you on the beer mile scene? Is there, are there any bigger ambitions for future PRs or future beer miles you're doing or are uh, you pretty content with where you landed with that 634?
2: I don't, I don't know. I definitely want to set a new TV, but there's no beer miles around here. And yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of waiting for the right event to come up. Year, there, there are a couple, I have seen a few pop up at like local breweries, but generally they pick the beer for you. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, any beer from a brewery feels. I feel like it's going to be too hoppy to to really chug. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because that's. I think that's the other tip. You got to pick the beer that you know works for you and that you can chug fast. What's your beer of choice? I did it with Bud Light Plano. Okay.
0: Did you try a few in training? That is a very common one. Did you try a few in training to get to that decision?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think the only one other, the only other one that I tried was Yingling, um, Mm. in that in that training, and it was just too heavy for me. Um, the Platinum, you know, it's six percent, but it just has like no taste, which for me is like the biggest factor. Like, (laughs) if there's too much taste to the beer, I can't chug it. So,
1: yeah, yeah. After like like, once you get to Basically, lap four, the taste almost like inverts, and you're like, I don't ever want to yeah. taste this again.
2: It <laughs> so kind exactly. of like ruins it. Yeah. So if you have a n- low taste beer profile, I think I think that's the move.
0: And that now your tank top is even more fitting. Wearing a Bud Light tank top, you know, Hell support yeah. exactly. supporting the brand that got that beer mile PB in the books. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Michael had some great tips on beer mile training. But I think the one piece of beer mile training that people always forget about, you know, you always talk about the chugging, the running, people don't think about wind resistance and being aerodynamic. And I think a critical part of running a fast beer mile is being confident in the way you look and making sure that the wind just breezes right by you. So that's why we've partnered with Manscaped to bring your performance to the next level on the track for the Beer Mile. Manscaped is giving our listeners an exclusive 20% off everything in the store as well as free shipping when you use our code Beer Mile, all one word all uppercase at checkout.
1: The performance underwear I wore those through golfing in the morning 18 holes puke and rally plus an all night wedding and then in the morning you know how sometimes you wake up after drinking and you're like wow I kind of I smell like shit um, didn't really smell that bad. Like one, holds the smell in. Two, doesn't really get sweaty. It's very breathable, but you're also secure. You know, you got your boys hanging with you. So long um, long the Manscaped boxer briefs, the performance underwear. Also, no matter what part you got down there, shave her up, you know? Now that you've got your Manscaped uh, lawnmower 4.0 in the checkout, you've got that on the way. Get ready to sit back, relax, and listen to our conversation with Millie Palladino.
0: Welcome, Millie, to the Beer Mile podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time to come on today and join us. And I think Adam would like to kick off here with maybe a little question or a little statement. I can see that he wants to chime in.
1: Yeah, I think, well, first question is, what are you drinking?
3: Oh, I am drinking uh, raspberry pink lemonade seltzer. Seltzer Aid. Um. It's like, doesn't have alcohol in it though. So it's not that Oh fun.
1: No, no worries. Uh, yeah. No, no alcohol for me today. I gotta, gotta stay it's dry. I
3: don't, <laughs> honestly,
1: dude, I t- you'd think at like 25, I would still have like some sort of youth. Um, no. but no, no, not
3: at all. I found that too.
0: Well, um, I don't have a drink in front of me either. So uh, man, I guess we're all on the same page.
3: I'm very, just
1: uh,
0: not uh, typical very
1: atypical for the beer. Yeah, do,
3: do we yes. pause and go get one?
1: We, I might have to towards the middle of this. We'll see.
3: Oh, no. What kind of questions are you going to ask me?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I, I wish we had. It would be it would be fun to really dig into um you know, Heather and some of your teammates, uh, once we get to know them and get some, some spicy questions, but I think it's, it's pretty mild for today. So don't sweat it. Okay. Um, you, you did mention that, uh, you like the flow of the podcast. My Mm follow-up question is who on the new balance Boston group listens to the beer mile podcast. Who's the number one fan.
3: Who's the number one fan. Yeah. Um, I'd say either Heather loves the podcast, Drew loves the podcast, um, for loves the podcast. I don't know if I could huh. pick a number one fan. Wow! I
1: didn't know we yeah. had such great representation.
3: Yeah, we. I mean, we love a podcast. We're always like together in, in the car. So, yeah.
0: Good for the drives. Yeah.
3: Good for yeah. the drives. Exactly.
0: Man, I'm like blushing a little bit over here. I didn't. I didn't realize.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: funny funny when you have a podcast and you like, you know how many plays that you get on on, you know, each episode, Mm -hmm. whatever, but you never know who those people are. So like, you're always just like (laughs) in your head thinking like, all right, is it just all the 20 year old dudes from the college team that happen to like drinking. Like, is it, I I don't know. You you never really know who your typical audience is for the most part. And so it's very, yeah, that's, that's nice to know that, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the people that we're actually interviewing also enjoy listening to it as well. So that's, yeah, that's a great sign. I really appreciate that.
3: Of course. Yeah. It's not like a Instagram where you can like scroll through and be like, who saw my story, which is like, could, would kind of be like a weird feature of a podcast. But, um, oh my gosh, no, you have, you guys give yourself some credit. You've got fans. People love the pod.
0: So what, from your perspective and I guess your teammates perspectives, is it, is more savage better or Ooh. do we ever go across the line? Cause that's always a common topic that adam and i debate on you know like yeah have you ever been (laughs)
1: listening to it and then been like "Mm, this is too much
3: honestly no i think our team appreciates we i we have great senses of humor and so we appreciate (laughs) that you know what i mean like we don't really take ourselves too seriously like we get shit done but we don't take ourselves too seriously and so we can joke with each other like that so it's fun to listen to it it's the banter is great
1: Excellent. I think that's we'll a really good up. characterization of the the group that you train with it's like yeah. nobody takes themselves too seriously but no. obviously like everyone on the team has especially this past year has been really killing it
3: right yeah thanks yeah i think we're i we kind of like to pride ourselves on that like we like definitely like to have fun when we can have fun but we will get our shit done when we need to and be all business when we need to and then you know off the track it's we always have a good time together.
1: Speaking of, uh, speaking of business. So yes. Heather, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but well, no, I think it was on social media. So Heather has the Duncan sponsorship or some yes. sort of something going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellie has the dairy farm. Mm-hmm. What is your, if you could pick one like non-running company that you would get oh. a sponsorship for, what would it be? And why?
3: That's such a good question. I've never really thought about this. I love chocolate chip cookies. Like Toll House would be like a really cool sponsorship. I think. Um, I don't know. Like I think my interests kind of span. I really like interior design. So like, would could Pottery Barn sponsor me? I don't know. West West Elm, Restoration Hardware. I don't know if they want to give me like all this really expensive furniture. Like (laughs) I'll send them my address. (laughs) (laughs) What's one couch for them? You know.
0: True. Very true. Yeah. It'd be kind of hard for you to promote that running around a track or or something. I mean, what are you you're gonna like bring your oh, actually are you maybe, kidding? maybe? It could be pretty you could be pretty viral if you like brought a really nice couch to the track yeah. and like, you know, that were sitting be, on it to put your I shoes did a on, photo on shoot. and shoot. Yeah, did a little <laughs> photo shoot. I don't
3: go anywhere without my West Elm couch. <laughs> 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 yeah. I that's, that's a good I, I fly yeah. coach, but my my couch flies first class.
2: <laughs> That's there you go. Well,
3: yeah, okay, but think about it. You need to recover to run well. And so, you know, that matters. I also love a house plant. So, like Lowe's, if you're out there, Home Depot, if you're listening, Home I love it. Home has got plant. good plants. Yeah. You do? I'm, yeah. a, I'm
0: a big plant guy myself and Home Depot is always the hookup. So that's, yeah. that, I, that was not an angle I thought you were going to go for. Just the, you oh. know, in, interior design, <laughs> like that <laughs> sort of thing. No, it, it's, it's cool. It's super unique. Like I, whenever I, I guess if I were answering that question for myself, I would think of some sort of like food thing or like beverage yeah. thing, just because that seems like, I don't know, kind of like a, synergistic area plus i don't know everyone loves food everyone you know whatever it is but i I don't know that's a unique spin i was not expecting you to go there so that's uh yeah very creative
2: (laughs) what would would yours
0: be oh man well outside of just like a beer actually i don't even know beer yeah beer sponsor would be almost detrimental because then you're just going to get unlimited beer and that's you know i don't need to be drinking beer every day right Uh, so I think really almost any any food. I mean Kodiak cakes would be an awesome one. I eat a lot oh. of Kodiak cakes and that's you True. know something that's I would never feel bad about eating cuz it's relatively mm-hmm. healthy. So I don't know, something kind of along that line. Desserts would always be great too, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't have a specific uh brand. I guess I'm a huge fanboy yeah. of in general, but f- food's always a good choice.
1: Man, I like that. Yeah. I really like the plant angle. That's that's good stuff. A house plant. Yeah. yeah. I'm like I basically also, an abusive plant uncle at this point, so uh,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm taking care of Chris's plants, and they uh, last week they got a little overwatered, but they're they're doing uh, better now,
3: yeah, that's a common thing the overwatering,
1: yeah, well when you don't when you don't really know how to raise your plants, you know sometimes you overwater them.
3: they have apps for that what yeah, Chris, we should have
1: set this up, man.
3: yeah, we could have lived in <laughs> yeah. the
1: twenty first <21st>, twenty first century. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they have apps that you can take pictures of your plants, and it tells you. Oh, um, it tells like, just what, like what it needs. Yeah, it tells you like the plant it is, and then it tells you what it needs. Yeah,
0: I should have well, done that because I just basically wrote on a piece of paper like, Adam, give this one like one cup, <laughs> give this one a shot glass worth. Like it was, it was very uh, I love that. Vague. most of it.
1: Like <laughs> most of it wasn't even uh, like actually most of them are ounces, but then some of them are like, Hey, here's this like sampler beer glass. That's like in between four and five ounces. <laughs> so my method now is just like, I always fill up the the beer glass and then like go around the house to these 30 plants.
3: <laughs> that's better than a watering can.
1: <laughs> True.
3: Much, oh it's like gosh. much
1: easier to like, kind of like get the little beer can into, uh, into the plants. Some that have like a lot of the leaves. So.
3: I um I lived out of my car for like I mean I didn't live in my car but when the pandemic hit I like moved out of my apartment and I was to back and forth from like Massachusetts to West Virginia where I my like where I grew up and uh my plants I had like 13 or 14 house plants like not like little plants like big plants and um they came with me everywhere I went I had to have room for my plants in my car you
1: some are they like goldfish, where they get stressed out from from traveling, or are plants totally oh, cool? Oh
3: yeah, that? they. I I think so, but maybe I'm biased. I was so worried about them. You're an overprotective like,
1: plant parent.
3: Oh my god! One time, I was like in, uh, I was like singing along to this like song on the radio, and I was like kind of not really like paying attention, and um, I had like an aloe plant in my back seat, like a big one, and my seat like fell onto the aloe plant and like crushed the aloe plant i like whipped uh, my car over to the side of the road and i was like oh no i was like i killed it oh no i think i was taking a lot to, like, mama mia or something. i did i had a breakdown on the side of the road i was like i'm horrible i was listening <laughs> to like abba or something like mama mia i can't remember but it's was like stupid mama mia
0: wasn't worth no, it Knowing how big plants are, like, did you even have room in the car for anything but plants? I mean, they probably oh, took no. up the majority of it. Yeah.
3: Oh, they took up most of my, it was so unbelievably stressful. Like they took up most of my car.
1: <laughs> Man, you'll need a U-Haul for the, uh, like pottery barn couch or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to fit in my car. <laughs> we'll figure that out later.
0: It's funny too, because plants are like relatively inexpensive, but it's like, once it is your mm-hmm. plant, you've taken care of it for a year or two years or whatever. Oh, it's like, yeah. you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to kill it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you've nurtured yeah. it for so long that you don't want to see yeah. it die. Even though, even though an aloe plant is like five bucks, you know, it's, uh, you still, yeah. it's still worth <laughs> carrying it all over the place with you.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Like I bought that aloe plant at like a CDS for like literally maybe four ninety nine, and yeah. it was heartbreak that day it was heartbreak. Plants
1: are probably like the cheapest attachment that you can buy. Because like if you think of like a dog, even if you adopt one, you still have to like pay for vaccinations and shit.
3: Right. Well, that's the thing. Like I really would love to have a dog, but I am all over the place all the time. So I can never ever have a dog right now. And so my next step, you know, the step below that was like, at least I could have a house plant.
0: Baby steps. Yeah, baby
1: steps. Exactly.
3: Exactly.
0: I wonder what our cross-section is of runners, beer drinkers, and plant lovers that listen to this podcast, and they're just, they're like, yes, plants, here we go, we're talking about something so awesome."
3: I know. (laughs) I hope we touched some people's hearts today. (laughs) I hope
0: so. I hope so. Uh, So... uh, I wanted to ask, like when we were talking about interior design, um, mm-hmm. and clear, like you having a knack for design in general, have you like ever thought about, or would it be of interest to you to be able to like, I don't know, design your own like racing kits or something like that? I didn't know if, I do not know if you branched into that area as well and in your interests or, I don't know. I've, I've seen, there's been a few people in the past that have, you know, kind of played a part in designing their own kits. And I always think it's super cool. So curious if that's something you've ever thought about.
3: Oh my gosh. Of course. Honestly, yes. I think about this stuff all the time. Honestly, to, to a point that it's like annoying where like, I get like, if I don't like a design of something, I'm like annoyed. I'm like, ah, they could have done this. Like, why didn't they do this instead? Um, luckily like new balance killed it at first the color. I was like, no about the color, but then seeing like people race in the color. I like, you can see us so well it is not hard to find us in the race. So they actually killed it, but all the time I'm thinking about like, um, what would make a good running shirt? What would be a good pattern for like running tights? Um, yeah. Shoes, even shoes. I think it would be kind of fun to design shoes. So yeah, I think about that kind of stuff. It's like detrimentally sometimes.
0: do they do i I don't know if uh like new balance does this or or you know many brands for that matter but yeah curious do they ever let you have a feedback or a say in the products that you're wearing and in uh like both shoes and apparel do you have a say in kind of how how that fits and the look of it and everything like that
3: yeah i don't know about other brands but new balance has been really good about um like letting us have feedback so they'll send us like maybe a prototype of something so we got a prototype of like the kit before we knew what like the colors were gonna look like and we got to try it on and kind of give them feedback how like the fit like how it kind of like looked on us and we sent them pictures of and stuff of us in it um and we had a zoom call about the 880s that we wear a lot they they just did like a newer version of them and um yeah some zooms about like the this stuff that we have now and how we think it can be improved so they involve us a ton in the design. Yeah, which I love. It's it's one of the cooler parts I think of like the behind the scenes stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're going to be racing in it, you definitely want to have a say in how it feels and looks. Yeah. So, makes total sense. Totally. Yeah. And and I guess for them it's you know, free, uh, testing, whatever. I mean, normally a lot of companies would pay for focus groups or whatever testing, uh, of the product. So might as well, uh, outsource it, um, for the people that are already, you know, working for them and running for them.
3: Yeah, exactly. Keep it in house if you can.
0: Speaking of, uh, like
1: additions to the kit, where are your like pit vipers or your like super alpha sunglasses? um...
3: Yeah, I. <laughs> do you think the New Balance would make us like us? Some I think those? that would be
1: hel- Like, I think that would be hilarious, but also like yeah. pretty cool if it was like in the standard kit to yeah. have sunglasses.
3: I have this like dream, right, of like our our team showing up to a meet in like full on like the New Balance dad shoes, like dad jeans. You know, um, those like pit viper sunglasses, like I would love to roll up to a meet and we're all wearing like, we've got the dad vibe going on because new balance just pretty much opened that door, right? We might mm-hmm. as well capitalize on it.
1: feel like you got to talk to somebody in marketing because that would probably go, I think that would go relatively viral.
3: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) No, I totally agree. And our team would. I think our team would like, love that. Like, like I said, we, we love to have fun with each other. So might as well lean into it.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of the team and, and coming off of the Olympic trials, uh, your team in general crushed it. You, uh, made the 5,000 meter final. How would you, I guess, grade yourself and grade your team on the Olympic trials and how did, how'd it go for you?
3: Um, okay. So the team's easier to grade. I think a plus hard not to give an a plus. I think everybody did, um, amazingly out there. And obviously we have, um, well now we have three Olympians on the team because Shifra got chosen um, to run for Ireland, which is awesome. We knew it was coming, but it's like, you wait for that official, that official, um, like email for so long. Exactly. So yeah, honestly, we were so good about like treating it like any other meat. It doesn't feel like that, but you have to be so like cognizant of like, don't get caught up. Like it's hard not to get caught up in like, Hey word. And literally like who you're lining up next to, um, But I think that we crushed it. I um, just, I'm incredibly proud of my team and just like literally they inspire me every day. So A plus there. For myself, um, I probably give myself like a B. I think that I, my so to be honest, my goal at the beginning of the year was to just make the trials in general. Um, And then once I got to the trials, I was like, okay, well, the next goal I guess is to make, the finals so um i would have liked a little bit better of a race uh in the finals but i'm kind of just getting used to the 5k that was my fourth mm-hmm. ever so i've only run four five 5Ks ever and um not really including cross country but uh on the track and two of them were at the trials so i'm kind of hard on myself but i think i think i'll get stronger and i think i'll get better at it and um a year ago, I was probably thinking that I wasn't going to continue with the sport. So I can't get too upset. Right. Like.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, A couple things unpacked there. Oh, a B a B
1: that's like a a 3.0. What was your GPA in college?
3: I think I had, I didn't graduate with honors, but I, I had like a, nobody in my major did surprisingly, but I had a three, four what's on with honors over here we go five? that's
1: that's better this is more down to earth than than some of the previous guests some nerds that we've had on. oh well,
3: i'm not gonna tell you my major then
1: oh why not
3: do you think we you don't just... have google <laughs> oh god <laughs> you just called some previous guests nerds so i like my major is gonna make me seem like the biggest nerd in the world
1: no but you're like a you're like a down-to-earth
0: nerd
3: Oh, thank you. I'm a, um, unsuspecting nerd, I think. <laughs> well, you might as well spell yeah. it now.
0: Share, share, share the major with the listeners.
3: Oh, um, um, uh, I majored in applied physics.
0: Well, there we go. So the, the three, four is really much higher than the three, four on, on, uh, <laughs> any, and on most other majors. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was like straight. Oh, There's some C's, there were some B's. It was tough. It was tough. I wasn't, I wasn't pulling all nighters. I was just like, I'm going to do what I need to do. And then I'm going to bed
0: <laughs> That's yeah. better for long-term health. Anyway, there, there's a couple of things I wanted yeah. to unpack about the Olympic trials, but now that we're on the, uh, uh, the major and you, you talked about not necessarily knowing that you were going to continue in running a year ago, wanted to talk about that a little bit. So you coming off of graduating college, uh, like where was your head at as far as you know these paths of starting a career continuing on with running and then you know kind of signing with new balance going the running route yeah what how are you thinking about that kind of in these different periods of time like you know throughout college and then right after college and then even right now as well like how you decide whether to keep going and running and when to like ultimately decide to make a switch over to a career um yeah because i think that's such a interesting point for you know so many athletes of just not i don't know you all like pretty much everyone has the dream of i want to be a professional athlete and continue on that route but you know when when is it feasible when is it not and what what are the some of the decisions that play into that
3: yeah and i think like that's such a common thing that people don't really talk about like how do you make that decision what are you giving up in to make the decision to keep running um I guess I'll try to give you the short version. So in college, I transferred to Providence College, but I first was at West Virginia University, and um, just just like super unhappy. I was I'd spent two years there, and I was like running was like not going great, and I kind of like was thinking like I don't know like if this is for me anymore. Like it was a sport that I loved growing up, but then it just became like not fun. Um, I just wasn't inspired anymore, and I kind of like lost love for it, and I was watching, um, the 2016 Olympics and I was like, ah, you know, I think I have to give it a go one more time. So then I transferred to Providence because of, um, Ray Tracy and like loved my experience there and got really well connected through him and like loved the sport again, believed in myself, um, graduated and, kind of through Ray, I kind of had the new balance connection and I wanted to stay with them and run with them. And I was lucky enough to get that opportunity, but I wasn't with new balance Boston until this previous like September. So I started with professionally, I started with ocean state, which was, um, like a Providence based, like little new balance funded pro group. And, um, yeah, I went through that period of time again, where I was kind of like, well, I graduated college, and I was on this high. And I was like, this is like, how could I not be successful? Like I saw this like, whole my whole dream in front of me. And I was so excited. And it was just so rocky. That first pro year, like, You don't have the support system that you did in college, even though you try to create it for yourself, like staying in Providence, I try to create that for myself. And um, you just kind of like learn a lot about yourself as an athlete when you take away like school and take away like the team. And so, um, yeah, like when the pandemic hit, I went home. I moved out of my apartment in Providence and I went home for a long time and like six months and I was like pretty hurt. And I was kind of thinking like, I maybe this is the my sign, right? Like I have so many things that I'm passionate about that I like I love running. It's one of my major passions in life. But there's so many other things that I would be happy doing too. Um, and I don't like I don't know if that's like bad to say as like a professional runner, but I um yeah, but like while I get to do this, I feel like so lucky that I get to spend the like part of my life doing this. And like I decided, okay, I have like one more big move to make in this sport and it's going to be my, like, if this doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, um, yeah, I'm going to give it my all. So that's when I joined New Balance Boston and yeah, I couldn't, haven't really looked back, couldn't be happier for the decision.
0: So based on that success that you had in this past year and making the switch, then do you, you foresee many, many years to come then of pro running and going to continue on the, the track?
3: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, so uh, there's it, we don't have an off year now. We pretty much have right, boom, boom, boom. And I have was injured over like last summer for like two months. I didn't really run for two months, and I feel like I improved so much over just like this last like ten months of training and being at the finals of the trials. I feel like oh my gosh, I feel like I just unlocked a new goal. Like I know what it takes now, and I um. Yeah. I like kind of have the tools, I think now that I didn't have before and the support of like, um, teammates and obviously Mark is an amazing coach and, um, yeah, I, uh, I have to, I have to go for it. Right.
0: Of course.
1: (laughs) Curious curious working with Mark, like what's the, what's the plan, um, this summer. And then because we have, uh, like three years in a row, um, of consistent racing, like what's, what's kind of your plan coming both coming off of injury, but also like having a really successful year.
3: Yeah. Um, so like in short, the plan is to just like have some fun in racing, um, this summer and then get stronger. Like I think we kind of want to up my mileage a little bit. Um, I think we want to kind of like be able to like hit some longer, like more strength-based workouts and, um, get a little bit more used to the 5k. And this summer, I don't think I'm going to race the 5k. I think we're going to stay lower in distance. Yeah. And kind of have some fun kind of in the lower distances. And yeah, this summer, I think at this point, it's more like the bonus stuff. It would be cool if you could get a time for, you know, like a qualifying time for worlds right now, but there's a lot of time for that. So yeah. And then when the fall hits, we'll probably just start building back up, getting stronger and yeah, getting ready. I think. Yeah. I think we have like a good head on our shoulders. I don't want to get like too ahead of myself right now.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, so the beer mile is not in your repertoire this summer.
3: Okay. So I've never run a beer mile. I've never, I've never chugged a beer. So I've read one of
1: those things, but we'll, we'll we'll find out later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, you know, I would be so bad. I would be so bad, but I have to do it at one point.
1: There's, yeah, I mean, there's been talk, um, Dave Malley has talked up the, your group as well as just like the Boston runners in general, um, for, for doing like a, a Boston beer mile, um, or something of the sort. So you definitely have big shoes to fill.
3: I would be so down, but, but I would be so bad, but who cares?
1: Exactly. I feel like new balance would, would probably be,
3: oh, my teammates could absolutely smash a beer mile. Like I would love to know like Heather, how about Heather could run a beer mile in or Ellie. Like I would love to know.
0: Yeah. Who who yeah. would you bet on if you were placing bets? Who would you bet on to take the crown amongst your group?
3: Ooh, this is tough because are is Drew running in the beer mile with all of us? Are we, are we splitting it up?
1: I feel like it's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be split up between uh, the women and the men.
3: Okay, yeah, I agree with that. So, not Shifra. Sorry, Shif, but it's not you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's not me. It's probably not Katrina. It's gotta be between um, it's gotta be between like Ellie and Heather, I'd say. But I would probably put my money on Ellie, but I think that I think that, um, not, be, not, not strictly off of like running. Like I think like I'm actually basing this off of drinking. Um, I think that those two could put a good show on though.
1: I think, yeah, I've, I've seen Heather can definitely, not that she drinks all the time, but I, I have faith in her for the drinking aspect. Ellie, yeah. I feel like is just a savage and can like, she can physically pull it off, but I don't have like yeah. the Intel on, on the uh ability the to chug things. a beer yeah
3: yeah that's what i'm so that's what i'm basing mine off of i'm basing it off of like actual drink ability to chug a beer and then go run afterwards like hard
0: yeah yeah because they're, they're similar enough in the running that that's it's not going to come it's it's going to be how fast can they run with the beer in the stomach and right. being able to chug so
3: exactly uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah
3: exactly Damn.
0: I am yeah I'm very curious as well to know and and I think I would, man it would be so fun if if you guys do put one on even if it is underground we would absolutely love to come spectate that <laughs>
3: underground. and
0: join in you know like off, oh. off the record no cameras that sort of thing if that's uh yeah. you know something that New Balance wouldn't be happy about it'd be fun just hey, to do
3: it. Know. New Balance
0: might be hype about it you never know.
1: You
3: never know yeah, yeah you we couldn't have one without you guys there you would obviously be invited.
1: Excellent. Oh, I'd be pretty offended if, like, yeah. I got wind of some some pro group doing like a backyard <laughs> beer mile. I'd be like, "Are you kidding <laughs> me?" And we didn't get the yeah. invite. What the
3: fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, you, 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 you. This is a formal invitation, right now. If you, Amazing. if we have one, there you go.
0: I, so going into like the spot, like sponsors. I, I mean, do you have any sense of like, what do they think of the beer mile or is that ever brought up? Because I'm always curious on because it seems like not many pro runners do it or if they do it, it's very, you know, behind the scenes like underground. Whereas I feel like there there are definitely several pro runners out there that could probably beat the world record if they just tried a few of them because they're so fast. And I feel like from at least from my perspective, I know there's like it's a it's a iffy situation with, you know, promoting whatever binge drinking, chugging beer, right. but like that would be huge. Like say you someone smashed a world record. Say Heather right. Ellie smash a world record. Like that's also huge marketing for for marketing them, for new honestly, there's Like kind of a
1: lot of money in it. Because oh, you can I, you can tap into money that isn't traditionally interested in like distance running.
3: I think that there's like a little bit of a misconception with the beer mile because it is not like, it's obviously not easy, right? Because you're chugging beer, but like, like there are good runners who do those. Like, obviously Chris, you know, like you, it's not like, actually you kind of have to train for it.
0: You, yeah, you definitely do to some extent. I mean, I, it wouldn't be, I would be very shocked if anyone kind of went out there the first time and like smash the world record I I think it would take I think it would take a couple times just to get used to like what does it feel like to chug when you're out of breath and what does it feel like to run like while you're burping I think that's something you got to get used to I mean I know like the world record holder Corey Belmore he was like the only person I've ever seen that the first time out was just an absolute beast at it and destroyed it but and so maybe you know maybe someone on your team maybe Heather Ellie someone would be like that uh but I, I agree it does take some uh, takes a few go rounds to kind of get it down, uh, so to speak, yeah. but, but, but yeah, I still see it. I, I don't know. I see it as a good potential opportunity for, um, for athletes to maybe market themselves if they do happen to be good at it. And, you know, if you go, if they show up, at, if you all show up at the track and you do it and you're all terrible at it, just whatever, don't <laughs> release a video don't, of it, delete, just, delete, the just, <laughs> video. Yeah, delete the video. It never yeah. happened. Who cares? You know? And so yeah, I know it to know. Yeah. And no, I'm always, I'm always like interested in why, um, I don't know if, is, is there a reason like pro runners aren't more open to doing it? Or is it like, you know, their sponsors don't want them to, it's a bad image. I, I I really don't know.
3: I have a theory that just came into my head for the most part. I would probably say like pro runners have like pretty low, like alcohol tolerance. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, not all year round. I think people definitely are, you know, It's not, I'm not saying that we're lame. I'm just saying like, it's hard to get after it when you're training really hard and your tolerance is naturally lower when you're training hard. So like, that would be my, that would probably be my theory as to why. Um, But yeah, I think you definitely could get a sponsor if they weren't like, if they didn't take themselves too seriously, you know, like you need a sponsor that like could appreciate like the the fun and the humor of a beer
0: yeah, for sure. Brooke, Brooks, is is, yes. yeah. Brooks is the only sponsor thus far that has like you know signed a beer miler as as yeah. part of their their marketing mm-hmm. strategy. So, y- yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Do you think that like someone? Do you think that like the general pro runner would have been better like right out of college than than like say you know five years into their career because I I think that is something like that comes with being a pro runner is like the, the drinking goes down versus oh, the yeah. college days and so oh, for
3: sure yeah oh for sure yeah I think like right out of college like uh like literally like maybe do a beer mile the week after graduation and you'd probably like that'd probably be a best mile you run in your life as, a, as an athlete I say yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think if it, that's how we're getting fans to the sport, I'm all for it. Right. Like any way to get people to watch the sport. If you need to see these athletes do a beer mile. Okay. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it would, yeah, it would definitely drum up some uh, some views and some interest at the minimum and get 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 the names out there of the people doing it. Uh, yeah. So there's nothing there's nothing in your contract that says you are not allowed to go do a beer mile.
3: I'd have to read like the fine print, but I'd say no.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Noted. Noted.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> we like to ice each other on the team. So we could do like an ice <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I smile. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ice smile. Yeah. People Irish. when when we iced uh Craig Ingalls on on the podcast, there were a lot of comments on YouTube of and uh, I think it was even in like one of the let's run forums where it got shared. People were like do, do people still ice? Like that's like 20 years ago, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. We still do it. We think it's hilarious. <laughs> so it's good to it's good to hear that we're not just, you know, whatever behind the
3: times no, and that we, we're still with it. It's always funny. it's always funny.
1: <laughs> so we have, we uh last last weekend Chris recorded solo um with Woody, uh Kincaid, mm. and I was out because I was at a wedding. Um, but related to icing, um My so it was a a family wedding, my uh, it's like one of my neighborhood friends from growing up and my mom got so pissed uh, at well at one me because she thought I was the one who influenced this, but primarily at my dad, because the morning of the (laughs) wedding, all of us went golfing and my dad thought it would be really funny because we were just like playing in random groups of four because we all kind of know each other. My dad thought it'd be really funny to like ice people that he's never met before,
3: <laughs> and uh, my mom
1: blamed all of that on me. So I think <laughs> icing is back.
3: Oh, I didn't know that it 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 was gone it, it at left. any point. <laughs> I don't yeah, think so. I, I didn't know that it was gone at any point. It's always funny, like whether or not we drink it. Like you know, like if I get it's iced for a long run. I'm not gonna drink it, but it's just funny every time somebody opens up something and there's a, a smear of ice waiting for them.
1: I love <laughs> the alternatives on like TikTok of people like having like a bag of flour in the middle of the floor and be like, oh bro, you floured me. And then they just <laughs> pour an entire bag <laughs> of flour on
0: their head.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's always funny. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I would love to meet a like the marketing specialist or whoever whoever's the lead marketer for smirnoff ice and like see if they know the breakdown of how many people purchase smirnoff ice just because of icing people yeah. versus like to actually drink it yeah. i really want to know what that oh. breakdown is because i don't i don't know anyone personally who just enjoys drinking it not that it tastes bad but i know it's, it's I, I solely know. bought for for icing people as far as yeah everyone that i've ever been around in my life i wonder if
3: it's like,
0: like um, five five. okay yeah. i was i've actually been
1: surprised at the amount of people who have said that they just enjoy sipping on it because like for me it's like way too much sugar um
3: so it's sugary i'd be curious
1: if they if if smirnoff suffers from like the kleenex effect where like there are people buy Mm. like knockoffs but i've never like whenever i'm going to buy an ice like it's always smirnoff it's never like Mm -hmm. one of the other random ones I don't think you need a knockoff
0: when it's like already the cheapest. Yeah. It's already (laughs) already like 60 cents per bottle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: Seriously. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
0: So what was the, after the Olympic trials, uh, your teammates making the Olympics, what was that post Olympic trials celebration? Like,
3: Oh my gosh. It was, I mean, it was so fun. So we, um, Ellie's husband Jamie like had people over to their Airbnb and so we all kind of like went over there together and um, Mark made like a really nice little speech about them and uh, yeah I mean it was it's hard not to like get caught up in the 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 like oh you want to go out to the Wild Duck but I think we spent a little bit of time together first at the Airbnb that we like that uh, I appreciated for certain kind because... Of capture
1: the- emotion of the moment or yeah
3: Yeah. um our families were there and it was nice like mark was there and uh yeah we kind of got to like celebrate together in like a small setting first and then we could go out to like the wild duck and we had some fun and got to celebrate with other people so yeah
1: that's the ideal way to celebrate because once you're once you're out at the wild duck or or wherever like if it's just a a loud bar you can't really like yeah make those little speeches or just have just those small chats because it's just hectic
3: Mm -hmm. exactly
0: so after the Olympic trials then did you take some I mean your team your teammates that qualified for the Olympics probably right back to training the next day um did Mm -hmm. you take get to take some downtime, or did you are you also just kind of powering through for for the upcoming races that you have later this summer and into the fall
3: yeah currently powering through I took a day that's kind of it um yeah it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like when you come off something like the trials you almost don't want to like shut it down because you're so excited so um yeah we've been kind of powering through right now we have kind of gonna like i know that like Elaine and heather are going to be um and Shifa are going to be like at the olympics and then we kind of want our seasons to um kind of like line up for when we like take our break if we can manage it yeah. i mean that's not always the case but um it's kind of nice to get back into routine when we get back into base training together.
0: Yeah. That makes, makes a lot of sense. So Mm -hmm. racing in Hayward field then after all all the months of like basically no spectators, uh, Mm -hmm. all winter, like early spring, how was the atmosphere there? I mean, I know it still wasn't like a sold out stadium. I don't think at all, but, uh, was it, was it like a nice change to actually have people yelling throughout the race? Was that a noticeable difference for you?
3: Yeah, it was uh, so when I really can only like hear Mark's voice when I'm racing because it's the only one I'm like cueing myself to listen for, but um, it was so weird to have a bunch of spectators. Like it almost felt like, oh, should we be like doing this? But it was like, no, we're fine. They did a good <laughs> job about keeping people safe. But you still have that like little bit like of learned like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it, it was so weird to like have have all those spectators, but I loved the normalcy of it. Like I was so happy to have that back. You don't even realize how much you miss it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so, would you say that you're typically someone who does better, like in a in a situation where there is an audience, like where there maybe is some pressure, or can you get just as much out of yourself, kind of in a, like a solo setting without all the hype around it?
3: Um, I think that I can get just as much out of myself and like, even just like a time trial or like a workout. Um, I mean, it's not like we go to the, we don't go like to the well and workouts like race pace all the time, but we do, um, we do enough where I think that like, it's not that I need the pressure, but you definitely like appreciate the, you definitely like, it makes it more special, I think to have to have all of those fans like in the stadium.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I It seems like, or I don't know, at least from my own perspective or thoughts on like my past Performances and time trials versus an audience. Like the audience is always way, it's just so different. And it's, I don't know, you can get into like a completely different mental state, um, at least for me. But also I have some people like the Texas qualifier meet that Adam and I went to where there's like no one there, like watching uh, Coco smash the 10K German record. Like literally and there's 10, 10 people at the track. Right. And it's like, how, <laughs> did she, how did she like do that? Like, yeah. how did she just like yeah. mentally zone in so well to do that? When there was like, like literally Adam and I and maybe five other people were cheering for her and it was like it was just such a weird weird feeling like, yeah, like
1: there's only like a few people that know like what pace she's running you're like oh fuck
3: like
1: she's probably gonna break the record like this is insane this stadium should be packed but it's not right at all.
3: Yeah, yeah it's like this is some of uh, the, the most amazing like racing you're gonna get to see and it's like there's like five people there yeah i think that um yeah. I think that you kind of get used to it because training is day in and day out and you have to do things that, you know, you it's discipline. Right. And so when mm-hmm. you get on the track and there's not fans there, like that's Tokyo, right. There's not going to be fans. I don't think that it's going to like reduce the quality of the racing because you're used to day in and day out going out there and having no fans. Right. Like you don't yeah. have, I don't have fans on a long run when we're out there, like crushing, like the last three miles of the long run, but Uh, Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, I think you get used to kind of like knowing what you need to do and hyping yourself up for it anyways.
1: So that's a hot take. It's, it's going to be a fast Tokyo then no slow times.
3: I see. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't think it's going to reduce the quality of the racing. I don't, because I think that like, as an athlete, like the people in the race is what kind of gets you excited Like I said, like the fans make it so special when you finish, but when you're actually doing it, you're not paying all that much attention to the people in the stands. You know, it's nice to have family there. And it's sad that like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would love to have their families there with them. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that's more so for like the after the fact stuff when you're like done and you want to celebrate what you just Mm -hmm. did rather than like getting on the track and having to do it.
1: So like if you, if you line up to a race and there's not, somebody that necessarily excites you in the race or is that something that would affect you
3: um honestly maybe I, I don't know I have to, I guess I'll have to pay attention next time I feel like I'm not um like I feel like I have so much respect for like the people who are doing this at all That it's hard to line up and not have people that like excite me in my races, you know, even if I have like, especially when I, especially when I have my own teammates in my race, like that makes it even more exciting. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll let you know if that ever happens, but so far I haven't had that (laughs) experience.
0: Yeah. I, I just feel bad for everyone. Go, when they're going to the Olympics, not getting to stay after the events for yeah. to be able to like be a tourist right. and like explore the city, because obviously when you get there before your race, you're just laying in the hotel room and running. You're not going to do anything else, and then like basically the day after your race or two days after whatever it is, you have to fly back. It's just that that's the part that. I like, I feel bad for athletes that make the team. Cause that's like, usually, or that's probably like one of the coolest things is that you then get to like take in the moment for the next week and be a tourist and watch the Olympics and hang out with the other athletes. And they're not going to get to do that right. this year. So that's kind of a bummer. I know uh, it part. is
3: a bummer, especially somewhere cool, like Tokyo. I mean, they're, uh, it's always in a cool place, but like, yeah. I think it's something like 48 hours that they have to yeah. be out of there. God, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll have to
0: host a,
3: we'll host
1: a homecoming party in Chicago.
3: Oh <laughs> yeah! Seriously,
0: I'm sure everyone will want to come to Chicago for straight from Tokyo to have a, oh, yeah. a homecoming yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think the is, actually that's...
3: like booked their flight straight to Chicago. That's what they told me, anyways. I don't think they're coming back to Boston first.
0: So that's so the beer mile is happening in Chicago then. Okay, right after. That. Oh, home. okay. There we go. Could be,
3: Could be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> T- totally random. Like, do you know or like is the fifth app mile? Uh part of your racing plans for this fall or, or do you know that far in advance yet
3: i don't I don't know that far in advance to be honest, I don't even know the dates of it. It's like the middle of september either. right
0: yeah usually mid September I don't even know if they've yeah. maybe they have announced the date. I'm not hundred percent sure
3: I've heard that that's an unreal experience to go race that, so I heard that
1: we might offer more appearance fees than they do, so I don't know. <laughs>
3: okay okay I'm listening (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't
0: know we're we're still yeah still the big dreams on hosting a beer mile after that race and maybe maybe having a little more prize money than the race itself we'll we'll see what we can do
3: that's that would be so cool and I think that you would get a lot of people who would be game for that
0: yeah I'm always trying to gauge how many because whenever we ask someone they're always like oh yeah 100 i'll do it i'm trying to gauge like how many people are just like all talk versus we'll
1: actually we, like, do it
3: seriously do, we'll it. Seriously yeah. do
1: it yeah yeah I, mean, if, I think if the money's there then there's like no excuse to be like oh actually yeah sorry i i'm tired from fifth half <laughs> yeah. it's like no dude like i want to raise for five grand sure <laughs> yeah i feel
3: like if it was at a point in the season that you didn't have something else like uh, like up and coming, then I think for sure, I think people would be about it.
1: Where do you, oh, so do you think it should be hosted um, in New York or do you think there's a better place to host it?
3: Come to Boston. Actually, I don't honestly don't even know like the ideal spot for a beer mile. Like, Do you not want it to be like humid because like that would make your stomach even more like on edge or like, I'm I'm not really sure ideal conditions for that.
0: I think it's more just about finding a track that would not get you, you wouldn't get in trouble or it's at least yeah, like hidden enough. I think that's more the more the issue.
3: That's fair. That's plus, fair. Yeah. Plus then we get
1: to use the um oh, what was the covid tag that everyone you like some, somewhere in blank so we can do like oh, somewhere yeah. in New York.
3: Oh True. I would probably rule out like high school tracks. Something tells me that like high schools don't really let you do that. But they're not cool
1: with drinking. I don't think. No.
3: Yeah, it's something about like being under twenty-one. If I had to guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Something <laughs> no. like that. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> yeah, not not being great role models for the students of the school. Yeah, not yeah. not great. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> Just a guess, though.
0: On the topic of teams and and New Balance Boston and like other teams as well, do you think I don't know something we've talked about in the past is like for ways to make track more exciting? And we've like specifically we talked about it with like Jesse Williams of Sound Running and a few others as well. And I, like, do you think that? I think the answer is yes, but kind of a loaded question. But do you think that like having a team component of racing would make it a lot more exciting? I guess both as like a participant and as a and for spectators, um, because I think right now it's really it is very kind of strange that they're like there's teams like yours but then it's not like we're scoring like your team against whatever Bowerman against uh, the on team it's it's all like still an individual sport even though you're clearly like a part of a team training with the team you're doing Mm -hmm. it because you love being a part of a team so um, I don't know curious uh, as an insider as an athlete kind of what your thoughts are on that and what you hear. Uh, behind the scenes from from other runners or meet directors or or, or any other uh, insights there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think definitely a team component could could bring spectators to the sport. I biasedly would think that that would be awesome because my team would absolutely crush. Um, of course. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the thing about it is that I think the team component could make like running a little more relatable to people who don't understand it because it would make it a little more black and white, um, for spectators, I think to understand like who to cheer for. Right. -hmm. Cause it's like right now, I think there's kind of like, if you're not in the sport and this is so foreign to us, obviously, because we're so involved in running and have been for so long, but there's actually kind of like a misunderstanding as to like, You know, not every time you line up, are you going to win the race? And you, you know that. And I think that that's so foreign. Like, I think people really look at it when they don't understand it is, oh, if you're not first, you're last. Whereas like, we can watch a race and we can be like, oh my God, like that person who got third just did this amazing thing and the tactics. And wow, like, and I think that we understand it, but there's such a misunderstanding when it comes to racing that like, I don't even know how you would like educate on that. Like, I, I would take, like, probably more visibility in terms of, like, the, on TV and a little bit more, like... Um, not
1: cutting to the commercials and actually be able to, like, talk about right. the tactics that are going on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, I think it's kind of, like, not super relatable right now to people who watch it and don't understand it but obviously for us like we watch it and there's there's gems in every race to like little tidbits of like amazingness right to watch even if it's not the person who's winning yeah. so a team's, I think we're, team we're seeing a little of bit that. of
1: like the narrative being told during the race it's something that's mm-hmm. so hard to do and like uh, I, among so many other people would be really bad at it, but like right. if we can, if we can help build the case for like not cutting t- commercials and actually like explaining what's going on on the track, mm-hmm. cause like a- anyone who's raced knows that there's like so much shit that happens that you can't really for see sure. unless you like know what's going on.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And th- yeah. And then I think when you're just watching the race as like somebody who's not super familiar with the sport. You're just like, oh, that person won that's that's pretty cool. And then that's why people love a close finish, right? Because you yeah. can understand fundamentally how cool a close finish is. But there's so much cool shit that happens that's not at the very end of the race but like you could get people to love and maybe yeah. a team making it like a team kind of thing could could help with like that. get
1: me get me a former pro like drawing the squiggly blue lines on the screen and like
3: yeah, talking about no, shit seriously you know? yeah like let's do some more replays like the, i think that obviously like the cameras follow like the lead and mm-hmm. the lead pack all the time but then you miss all of the, the cool stuff that happens like in the chase pack and stuff
1: yeah when well, you can still do yeah. like picture in picture there's like so much so many things that you've seen from that I've seen in other sports um, specifically with like golf, there's literally a camera on every single player throughout their entire round. So it's like, we have, we have the technology to make it really good.
3: It's totally, we have, we totally have the technology. It's like getting people, I guess, to want to kind of rewrite the way it's represented in the media. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, very true. And it's uh, like the team aspect of it too. There's so many, like it, you know ellie and heather making it making the olympics on your team and you like people then know who they are and are like following them but really the t- like it's such a team effort across the board like when you think about it, you have a team of whatever 10 people and a couple mm. make the olympics but it was really they made the olympics in big part because of their teammates that like help push them day in and day out in practice and i think that's a huge part of the kind of the conversation that or the like like in cycling uh, that's a good example of there sure. are they're cyclists on the team that know they're not going to win, but they're trying to help their teammates win. And that just like adds a whole nother component to it as well. And you still understand like the value of the, mm-hmm. uh, for, for each person on the team aspect of it. Cause you know, in that case, I guess it's really, you're, you're helping your, your teammate win. But if you had team scoring in a, in a meets, then everybody mm-hmm. matters just like in cross country. So I think, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. that's always, I'm always, uh, I guess maybe per, a big proponent kind of like pu- pushing that issue often because I think it would make the yeah. make track and field so much more exciting in general. And then think, also just just knowing more athlete stories, too. And instead of just focusing on one or two athletes in every single race uh, and typically right. the that's same big, ones, yeah, it's it, yeah, a big problem. It, and that's a big problem, too. It is and, a and,
2: big problem. Yeah. yeah.
0: Bring it bringing think, out more, um, the stories of everyone on the team. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think some groups like um, with their kind of like docu-series have done a really good job with that. So when, mm-hmm. when is um, New Balance Boston's like, when's your, y'all's docu-series coming out?
3: A little docu-series. It's funny. We, um we had, we did like a little thing with flow track and we were kind of like, before they came, we were like, oh, it would be cool if, like, we filmed it like this. It was, like, like a little reality TV version where you have, like, um, in the moments where you kind of... You know when, uh, when you're watching, like, reality TV and they put them on a couch? And so you'll have, like, the scene happening and then they'll cut to, like, the in the moment with a person where, like, the person who's sitting on the couch yes. is like, yeah. I can't believe she said that to me. We were like, <laughs> how funny would it be if we had, like, a little, like, reality TV series version of, like, while we're on Flagstaff. Like we obviously right, next, think we're like funny yeah, and next, uh,
1: altitude camp training. We'll have to fly out and meet you there to film that. Cause I think that would be hilarious. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Seriously. Wouldn't that be so good. And I just think like, I don't know. Like I think our team, we have like, I'm so biased because I just like love my teammates so much. But I think like everyone's personality is like you said, like there's so many good stories and mm-hmm. there's so much that's untouched. Like in, in the people who aren't like always winning. And like, obviously those stories are just as important to tell, but, um, there's just so much interesting, like so many interesting things out there to learn about like the people in the sport. And, um, our team is so like, all of our personalities are so different that like the fact that we're so like functional and like, so like, we're just like a family. is so funny because if you take us all individually it's kind of like, oh wow, these are they're so different and like individualized and unique and then put it together as a team and then you have like this amazing dynamic.
0: For sure. I, I yeah. think we it can definitely sense that even just in like the little snippets that you have, like post-race interviews of, you know, at the Olympic <laughs> trials of, <laughs> yeah. of Hel- uh, Heather and <laughs> Ellie and like you, the personality comes out or, or in the, you know, the few podcasts that, that everyone does, you learn, learn mm-hmm. a little bit about them, but if New Balance isn't willing to send the camera crew out for you to do that, you know, we'll we'll <laughs> definitely take that on because I think the people would love to see it.
3: <laughs> well, I was like, I think it would be so funny. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I think like, cause and I'm I'm biased too, just because I am like a part of the running community. But I think that compared to other sports, like track and field or or what are you gonna call it, like athletics in general, does not get the opportunity for athletes to like be charismatic and like kind of let their personalities shine through. Like if you yeah. I, I thought the um like the post-race interviews at the Olympics were so funny because everyone was just like especially with the, like the heat of the moment, it's the Olympics it's, or the, the trials. It's like this, the pinnacle of like all your training. So people mm-hmm. are totally like unfiltered and just like themselves. And you get these hilarious moments that sometimes the camera cuts away, but then like when you actually get to like listen to people talk, it's so funny.
3: It's so good. Yeah, because you're just like so in the moment and you're so, you're on such a high that you're like so like unashamedly, unashamedly unashamed for I, yourself like you're
1: ashamed yeah
3: yeah yeah you're just so yourself and i love those moments i wish we yeah. had more that's why like totally. shakari is like so good for the sport right yeah. because people love that she's so unapologetically herself yep. and um i mean not, it might be polarizing but it's like for us in the sport we love that
1: yeah her her tactic is good she uses part of the race to to get her personality out and like pointing yeah. at the clock it's like right? she doesn't get enough time after the race so might as well take some time during the race yeah. to, right? to let it yeah. shine
3: mm-hmm.
2: so
0: true and but yeah. in every other sport we like welcome that from athletes like all Mm -hmm. all different personalities like the polarization too and and you know people are fans of different athletes for different reasons so i I don't yeah in track and field like exactly like you said she is perfect for the sport and and Mm in others as well and in people that say oh she's polarizing whatever it's like that's what makes it interesting and that's what we yeah we love that that about nfl we love that about nba so why don't we love that about track and field that's exactly what we should be welcoming
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Like in other sports, they're like rewarded for like being Mm -hmm. unique or funny or different. And you just don't really see that in running as much. And there's just but everybody has an amazing runners are amazing. Like you've some Mm -hmm. of the funniest like people that I've ever met and um, just great like grounded people. So, yeah, you know, you always wish you see more of that.
0: Well, speaking of your team, then this is a great segue into what we're uh, planning to do to kind of close out here to have a little bit of fun and (laughs) uh, talking about the New Bounce Boston team, uh, do a little who who's most likely to or um, (laughs) we'll we'll see where it goes, where we have a couple written (laughs) down. Maybe we'll come up with a couple as we go as well. But uh, yeah, we're going to try to learn a little bit more about you and your teammates. So, uh, you know no apologies in advance. You know, this is just the opinion, uh, mm-hmm. a Millie and not the opinion of the beer mile podcast. I don't know. We'll just throw some disclaimer in there. If <laughs> uh, oh
3: my so, gosh. Let's see if uh, I can do them justice.
0: Okay, cool. So to start things off here, who on the team is most likely to bring the best snacks to a long run? Ooh. Heather,
3: probably Heather, Heather. Yeah.
0: Would, would you say she is also, I guess, who's the best cook? Is she also in that? Uh, is she also the best cook? Or is it just that she knows how to show up with uh, the food after the workout?
3: So it's funny because we have had this conversation. Who's the best cook? Because we all cook for each other when we're on Flagstaff. Um, I think everyone's really good. And that's not even me trying to like, like not step on weez, people's weez toes. Weasel out of the
1: question. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like I'm not even trying to weasel out of the question. Like I could probably say like one thing that each person makes that is like kind of amazing and just as good as the other great thing that somebody else makes. So yeah, I can't even like say who's the best cook. Cause we're, everyone's like shockingly amazing.
1: So besides the real Housewives series that we have to film, we yeah. also now have to film iron <laughs> chef.
3: Yeah. We could like go head to head. Yeah. That
1: would be that would be interesting. Um yeah. most likely to
0: show up late to practice.
3: Me. Me or Katrina. <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh most likely to one step or push the pace on an easy run.
3: Ooh. Me or Ellie. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well I'm, why, I'm, why I can be... Yeah, You, you why think, do you push the pace? What are you? you uh, yeah, what's your get, what's your excuse? Trying Everyone's to get some extra got, like, gains, or what's
1: the deal? When
3: I get, <laughs> it's that one step that makes you that little bit better. Oh yeah, That's to no. get to the finals. <laughs> no, honestly, I get excited, and so if we're talking about something that I get excited about, it's I'll go to the front and I'll get excited.
1: What's yeah? yeah. What are like the top few topics that you you got to stay away from on easy runs?
3: If you can get me worked up about something, which is kind of hard it's it's not that easy to get me worked up about something, but if you can get me worked up about something, yeah, I can push the pace and uh, I don't know. we get excited about like little things like we love we love like categorizing like what dogs we see, and so like we kind of try to decide like, oh is that is that a doggo or is that like a flute or is that a pupper? You know what I mean? Oh, we so need we, we
1: need an alignment chart for this. Yeah, She's <laughs> be the
3: best. I'd say she has a good eye for a dog. But um, I thought you were
1: gonna. When, yeah. I thought you were... when you said like qualify those dogs. I I thought you're the only thing that came to my mind was we, Chris, me, and like a few other of our friends um, decide if a dog is puntable or not. So like ah, uh, that's like a thirty five oh. yarder. That's like a twenty oh. yarder. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's so funny. My dog no. is
1: five pounds overweight. So she's more of like a 15 yarder. She won't go very okay. far.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel that. I I have, have no sense of how far I could kick a dog, to be fair. So I'd be bad at that game. I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that might be that might be the quote of the episode. I have no idea how far I can kick it.
3: I have no gauge on that. That's probably good.
0: That's probably
1: good.
3: Yeah, for the better. Yeah. Hopefully, they're all
0: zero yarders.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um. Okay. Most likely to show up to practice hungover.
3: Drew. Definitely. Just throwing him under the bus. Sorry, Drew. You know, it's true though. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Most likely to throw the biggest after party or just throw throw a big party in general.
3: Oh, I'd say Heather. I'd say Heather again on this one. Yeah. We have, um, gosh, if I tell you about it, I think I'm going to have to invite you guys, but, uh, we have this idea That's for a, a, Shrek, win. a Shrek party. Where, um, yeah, where I think it's going to be for others birthday, but we got to figure out the timing. It's going to be this summer, but, um, you come to the party in like a Shrek, like character you're, you're going to be a character. Like, I can't really figure out who I'm going to be yet, but we'll get there. Oh, you know what? No, we did figure it out. I'm going to be the big gingerbread when he's like the big guy, not like the little guy. Drew's going to be the little one. Um, but when it turn when it's midnight, we're going to go, we're going to turn into like Shrek, like Shreks, like ogres. And we're going to do green That's, paint. We're going to get like, a um, like a smoke machine. Yeah.
1: That is
0: hilarious.
3: So that is, anyways, yeah. t- tell me who your Shrek characters are going to be. And then you can get, you can come.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Um,
1: is it like, who, who would I like, like fit into or who would i want to wear
3: it's totally up to you it's kind of like that um like that scene from shrek where like all those fairy tale characters like show up in a swamp it's kind of like that but it's heather's house so heather swamp <laughs> it's heather's house
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i Man. don't know if
1: i have an answer yet,
0: chris you have one i i mean the the only thing that comes to mind just because of the well i don't even know if i have like the uh quite crazy enough of a personality for it but definitely like, I think the goat would, would have to oh. be I, I don't I don't yeah. know though. I don't know I, I, I would want to I would actually want to pick something more unique I think I would want to pick more of like a supporting character um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: think it might be in oh. I forget the. I think it might be. Oh, sorry, did I just two? say goat? Did I just say goat? I meant donkey. Yeah, you mean donkey. Know, we knew it. You know, I meant donkey. I don't know why I just. I, I just like it. realized
0: that I just said goat, and I was like, wait, that's <laughs> million. The
1: right, donkey. Millie know? and I are too nice to correct people. We um, didn't
3: want. Yeah, we like didn't want to embarrass you, but like. Millie, do you have
1: do you have problems sending food back at a restaurant?
3: Oh, a hundred percent. I thought so. A hundred percent. Yeah. You get that vibe. Yeah. I give off that vibe. It's it's something
1: I'm I'm working on personally. So it's like my New Year's resolution. Okay. Um,
3: Let me help you with that really quickly. Because my stepsister is like, used to be like a waitress. And she said, if you don't like it, always send it back. Because it's not the waitress who made it, right? Or the waiter who made it. They want you to like your food. They want you to be Mm -hmm. happy. But you feel like you're being difficult, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry on.
1: I have sent beer back before, which is I mean, that's like okay. my That's that's yeah. very my,
0: strange that you'd like send you're willing to send that back, but not food. But I, <laughs> but not for me, food. it's like, yeah. oh well,
1: like beer just like if it um like I've had a blue moon that tastes like really vinegary. I'm like, mm. maybe I'll just have something like that's not on draft because like your bottle or your um glasses have something yeah. funky going on. Yeah. But that's a lot easier than asking somebody to like Remake a meal is yeah, and
3: like you can't, it can't, you can't offend like people there because like no one there brewed it, you know, right? So it's like (laughs) you feel like you're not being as difficult,
1: right? Um, but my Shrek character, I think, uh, it's I think it's in Shrek 2 where they have they're at like the bar, um, or like whatever, where um, either like Prince Charming is there or something, who's the lady with a really deep voice.
3: Oh my gosh! Um, What is what is Is she one of the
1: is she one of the Cinderella sisters?
3: I think that she is doing. um, Yeah, she's one of the stepsisters.
0: Yeah. Okay, that
3: that
1: would
0: be her. Oh, she! uh, It's Doris. I love that. Doris, I would be Doris. I
3: love that. Great choice. Excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent choice.
0: Yeah, this is definitely like. Okay, how many runs of discussing this party did it take to come up with it? Or is this just something that Heather came up with? Because oh. like this is this is so like well thought out and in depth. Like <laughs> I, I, I I would never be this creative enough to months. come up with this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this this has been months. Okay, so yeah.
0: <laughs> Who is most likely to bail last minute on plans?
3: Hmm. You know what? I'd say all of us equally, to be honest with you. I definitely am, can be flaky, so like it's easy to throw myself under the bus. But yeah, I think that I think we all kind of like yeah, I think we all can do that.
0: Probably partly a consequence of like being tired all the time in the job and and all of that too. I'm yeah. guessing.
3: We spend so much time together, too, that, like, for the most part, I don't think anybody ever takes it personally. Yeah. I think it's yeah. kind of yeah. like, like you know. I'll
0: literally see
1: you tomorrow, so. <laughs> yeah, like,
3: I don't think, I think sometimes somebody will just be like, you know what, I'm going to go to bed at like 8 today. And, like, yeah. everyone's like, cool, see you tomorrow. Like, I don't think anybody really cares, which is, yeah. like, what what a plus that is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God,
1: could you imagine having a team where you're, like, socially required to hang out past 8pm like that sounds like a lot
3: yeah couldn't be me it's <laughs>
1: <That's, that's laughs> not for me um, it couldn't be me okay most likely to wake up in jail
3: in jail <laughs> oh no you've never uh, woken up in jail I mean not yet <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't but I can't say I have okay I'd have to say Drew
1: man Probably Drew's Drew. catching all the flag today
3: Yeah, it's, he's, all he's, it's poor Drew, but yeah, probably Drew.
1: What would he wake up in jail for?
3: Oh, it would be something so unbelievably, like, dumb, but, like, funny. So, like,
1: hitting mailboxes with a baseball bat out of a moving
3: car? I don't think it would be violent. Like, I think it would be Drew, like, um, like, something so, I I don't know. Like there's a bunch of like kind of silly things you can get arrested for. And it would be something silly. Like he'd probably be like at a restaurant. He'd like want to take like a table, you know, he'd be like, Oh, this is great. This is nice table. Like, yeah. Like something (laughs) stupid. You know what I mean? Like not harmful. No one's getting hurt, but like you, you can't be doing it. (laughs) That that would be my take.
0: (laughs) You have any others, Adam? I think uh, those were with a couple others that I'm looking at on our list here. We kind of already touched on earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Our, our, think our closing it. one was who's most likely to crush a beer mile, but we, we hit on yeah, that, one, did that uh, one earlier oh, in yeah. the episode. So, you know, thank you so much for coming on any, we'd like to close out with some, you know, words of wisdom, some advice for the general folk out there. Any, anything that you'd like to offer up or plug or any closing remarks in general?
3: Closing remarks. Um, It's so like, it seems so cheesy and so like obvious, but like just that my experiences in my life, like all I can really ever tell people is like, don't give up. I met uh, this like uh, Irish man when I was in Ireland once for, I was either there for like a wedding or for racing. And he had a wooden leg and I was having this random conversation with him, just a stranger at a bus stop. And he told me he was like, you know, the most important thing in life is like no surrender, like do not surrender. And I think I ever since that day, I kind of have always loved that advice. Very straightforward. Seems obvious, but um, it felt like one of those moments where I was like, this is something that I need to take with me.
2: So, That's fucking
0: badass. That's yeah. yeah. That's sweet.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my if I had advice to give.
0: That yeah. is perfect advice. Yeah. And that it, Thank it, it, the context of it just adds that much more.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was so bizarre. Like it was a stranger, the strange man at a bus stop who just randomly, we had a conversation. I feel well, like there's probably so...
1: a really long German word for enjoying a random conversation. That's like very yeah. serendipitous.
3: <laughs> yeah. But that we don't have like uh we don't have right, a there's translation, no direct for, translation for it. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah
0: excellent well we're looking forward to watching you race the rest of the season we're looking forward to cool. the beer mile that we're gonna come join and spectate at um <laughs> i don't know maybe we'll see you at fifth that mile i don't know well yes. ho- hope to reconnect and uh see you soon and in the meantime best of luck with all your training and racing
3: thank you so much guys this is so fun thank you for having me
0: of, of course. course yeah
1: it was a blast
3: yeah awesome
1: all right sure. cheers a-t-y-h-i and there you have it.
0: Millie Palladino, the definition of a great hang. She's super fun to talk to. Makes a
1: very strong case for why the New Balance Boston group is one of the most charismatic groups that we've talked to.
0: And potentially the best at the beer mile as well. We'll just have to wait and see. Time will tell. Time will also tell how many Olympic medals they can bring home. i excited to see them compete at the Olympics here in uh, just a couple weeks time. It's coming up pretty quick.
1: If you've hung around this long, you know the IQ is about to drop to the mid-teens. Let's go be degenerates.
0: Now let's get into some beer reviews.
1: <laughs> and maybe more importantly, our revived segment of our of our stonk picks.
0: Let's do it. Absolutely. Beer reviews first. Boys, what are we drinking today? I guess I'll go
2: first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm drinking Backpack Guy from Monument City Brewing, um, based in Baltimore, Maryland. It's a hazy double IPA, eight percent. So,
1: Packs good, good. yeah, I'm doing a, a lining Kugel Summer Shandy. For those of you in the Midwest, probably know if you don't know it now, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh, I've got Pikes Peak Brewing Company, a it's like a light IPA, it's called Thin oh, Air. Dude, I- I um, have
1: blacked out on that for sure.
0: No way. It's only 4%. You would have had to drink like 25 of them. I did. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty wild. I, uh, yeah. So IPA, but the light variety, only 98 calories mm. and was, uh, 4% I was alcohol. I at that
1: brewery for probably like four or
0: five hours. <laughs> and you were getting the light beer? The light yeah. IPA, not the real one? Okay. Yeah. Well, because, maybe that's, well, a, that's I, another story that we need to talk about, but... <laughs>
1: Well, I was supposed to, um, I think the challenge was um, I was probably running like 35 to 40 miles per week at that point. I I think I was either a junior or senior in college. And uh, one of the, we went there for spring break and the deal was, I think my beers plus miles had to be like the bet was my beers plus miles had to be more than, uh one of the one of my friends' beers plus miles. And Will That's was right. running like 70 miles per week. So I was drinking like 80 beers.
0: That's right. I remember that competition. That's actually a pretty good competition. I'm surprised we haven't brought this up on the podcast yet of just like a competition of who can run the most miles plus drink the most beers in a week. And so that's why you're you're picking. But like, so you were saying a 4% was, was that allowed? It was just like anything that's a beer then? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was drinking like
1: a shitload of Bush Light, but then I got to the brewery and was drinking those and was fucking hammered. (laughs)
0: It's a pretty savage competition.
1: I'm pretty sure I left my shoe in the bar. And like had to go home for it.
2: <laughs> Any chance that was the night you uh, passed out in a large tree planter in Colorado Springs? That was actually Springs? the year before. <laughs> oh, <okay.
1: laughs> so, to Colorado Springs and I go way back.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Man, that's an OG lesson right there. That is, yeah. <laughs> that's an old story. Well, I'll, I'll, now that we're just talking about this beer, I'll just give my thoughts on it really quick. I don't think it's great to be honest. I mean, it's it's clearly like an IPA cut with water. So I, I you know, <laughs> cut with water. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's it's four percent. It's uh, they probably just brew an IPA and then have to cut it. So, I I mean That's I don't know. How it's how brewing works. It, <laughs> it totally is, bro. I'm an expert. Um, so I don't know. I'll give it like a a three on the taste and uh, like a five on the drinkability. Well, actually, maybe even less because it's not that. It's it's so un. So the taste is so bad that I can't actually drink a lot of it just because I get sick of it.
1: Okay.
0: No. (laughs) So sorry, Pikes Peak Brewing. Love the brewery. Not loving this beer. Um, I didn't buy it. It was left in the fridge (laughs) by someone else. So just caveat there (laughs) that I did not buy this beer. (laughs) So how how about let's go. Let's go to you, Michael, our guest, guest of honor. Let's let's get a review on Uh, this uh, double IPA. This hazy.
2: Sure. I, I have a terrible memory. What are the categories again? You uh, can make them up if you want. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you
0: want uh, to. We we usually say drinkability, taste, and the X factor, which is, you know, whatever you think the X factor should be. So All
1: right.
2: Well, I'll give it a ten out of ten for can size. I'm a fan of the sixteen ounce cans. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Taste, I'll give it a five out of ten. It's a very average. Okay. very average Dipa um, although the eight percent I don't really taste the eight percent so I'll give it like a seven for drinkability probably
0: okay okay That's so difficult. on this on a scale of free to expensive how free is the ABV is it pretty free
2: it's pretty free you can taste it a little bit it's not super free but you know I could probably drink two of these in a row so there are like four beers, so a little bit less, maybe. <laughs> that's the beer yeah, math
0: the tall, for you. <laughs> the tall can too. There we yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> How about the lineys, Adam? What do we what do we
1: think? Yeah, you know, I f- I feel like if you're like an underager, you know, wine and courage is pr- probably good for you. Um
2: <laughs>
0: I used the, to that like is it. not the opinion of the Beer Mouth Podcast, by the way. That is <laughs> <Adam's Yeah>. opinion. <laughs> Adam Legally, is Adam gets not. arrested, not the beer mile podcast. Okay. You can drink when you're underage in Wisconsin.
1: So as long as your parents are, are with you hanging out, that is, know, that is
0: true. It is legal if you're with your
1: parents. Um, I don't know, man. Lion Google, maybe it hits different if you're at like a, if it's hot out and you're at a baseball game or if you're out fishing under the sun, but taste, I would go with like a four honestly. And then drink, I mean, drinkability since it's a lighter beer, it's, it's a little higher, but relatively like maybe like a seven. I don't know. Maybe it'll, it'll be different after the second one. And, and then I'm just like through six real fast. And then all of a sudden six becomes eight. But Man. I don't know. It's it's the X factor for me is like almost a negative X factor is I, f- I feel like I remember it being a lot better than it is.
0: I've had it several times before. It's a little sweet, you know, a little sweet to keep drinking a lot of. Yeah, but I think you know, I it think is I a think good I've summer drink One
2: sip and then passed. On. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's rough, man. I, I remember it granted when I started drinking beer, it was like, I was more, I, I liked the sweeter tasting beer better, but I feel like I've had it more recently than like when I started drinking and, and it was, it tasted way better, but I think it was cause it was hot out and I was really thirsty.
0: So now, now that we're properly lubricated here with these beers, Maybe we should give the listeners some financial advice. Uh, yes. I, I, know, I know we got a lot of uh, you know, long-term investors out there, a lot of buy and hold value play investors out there. So <laughs> I, I think that they could use some, some good stock tips uh, or, or whatever else, whatever else we're feeling like investing in. It doesn't have to be stocks. Uh, so Michael, how about you? Guest of Honor again, kick us off. What, what are we recommending to the listeners to go buy today?
2: We've got a few, if you'll allow me. Got of, exactly course, three. of course, of course. <laughs> I
0: I don't know why anyone would complain about getting rich. I think our uh, everyone yeah. <laughs> listening to this podcast wants to get rich. So the more the merrier on the picks.
2: Exactly. All right. The first and the most obvious, I think, is definitely beer coin. Um, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, don't I don't think have I have to say anything hearts. more. <laughs> um. I think that's the obvious choice. You know, highly leveraged call options on beer coin is never a bad idea. I think that'll that'll set you up for an early retirement pretty good. <laughs> Second one is a little bit controversial, I think. Okay. But I, uh, you know, my LinkedIn profile, it says meme stock and coin analyst. So I've done the, I've done the research. I've done the spreadsheet jujitsu. I've crunched <laughs> the numbers. And uh, as much as it pains me to say, I think Westfly is a buy. Okay.
1: <laughs> at this oh. at this moment, okay.
2: At this moment Westfly is a buy. You know, I'm not a fan of his methods, but I think what he's doing for the sport is overall good. Um, you know, Starting beefs, doing outlandish things to get attention. I think generally that's good. So it's pretty new. I, I think it's a good long-term buy.
0: Okay. So so a how long would you? Buy. Okay. I was going to say so so as of right now, would you label
2: that a like a buy? Uh,
0: yeah, like a, so that you're labeling it as like a long-term hold, not like a yeah, like a w- sell in a year because he at that point he's going to have used up all of his uh, clout or whatever. Clout, yeah. yeah. No, like he, he's no, going to grow for a year and then the, then it's going to die off. You you think it's a good long-term long horizon.
2: I, I, I think it's a good dollar cost averaging play. Okay. I, you know, okay. you never, you never know what he's going to say. That's a good he's
1: value because it. it's, I think the price right now is pretty cheap.
2: Yeah. So yeah for, for sure. For what you have to I mean, spend.
1: I think it's probably worth on it's the it. dollar
2: for sure. I mean, <laughs> and, and in the short term, you never know what he's going to say, you know, the price could take a dip at any point. So, but he, but it's like a
1: penny yeah. stock. So it's like, ah, uh, like I'm, I might yeah. lose all of my money or I'll like make 10,000%. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Low risk, okay. high reward. I think. I like that. That's fair. <laughs> um, and my third pick. It's got to be Manscaped, you know? Oh, Uh, there we go. Helping you out here. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: (laughs) So Manscaped, they are giving our listeners, the Beer Mile community, the Beer Mile podcast, they're giving our listeners an exclusive deal, 20% off and free worldwide shipping on anything in the store. Adam and I, early testers, early users of the Lawnmower 4.0, Adam, what are your thoughts so far? Not only the Lawnmower 4.0, but their nice, nice sleek boxers, their beautiful Dude, okay, t-shirt, so their soft t-shirt.
1: The um the performance underwear, that that is actually gonna be my specific um stock that I gotta buy. I'm actually, I, I think that's more of like a blue chip. Like it, it's definitely you're you're putting your money where your mouth is, but I wore those um through golfing in the morning. 18 holes. Uh, puke and rally, plus an all night wedding. Um, and then in the morning, you know, how sometimes you wake up after drinking and you're like, wow, I kind of, I smell like shit. Um, didn't really smell that bad. Like, one, holds the smell in. Two, doesn't really get sweaty. It's very breathable, but you're also secure. You know, you got your boys hanging with you. So long, um, long the Manscaped Boxer briefs. The performance underwear also, no matter what part you got down there, shave her up. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I shaved my legs and uh, my down unders and I'm feeling, you know, look good, feel good, feeling really smooth.
0: Great to hear. And the so the performance underwear, did they increase performance? The people. Oh yeah, them. dude.
1: I mean, I mean, I played, I played the best golf, and I would say danced, technically um, speaking. You know, it wasn't like there weren't judges there, but I would say if you asked the crowd, they knew who I was. You know.
0: They could, they could see those. Yeah, they could see the confidence just spewing yeah. from you. Everyone, everyone
1: else had to go back because they're like, I don't want to sweat through my underwear, and I had no fears about that.
0: I mean, nobody wants swamp ass. It's pretty disgusting. So. <laughs> wow okay there you, you heard it firsthand that this is the best performance package out there um there is a, a specifically a performance package 4.0 that includes all of the above the lawnmower 4.0 the boxers the aftershave everything's included in there it's the perfect gift or gift to yourself it doesn't have to be a gift for someone yeah, else treat but yourself treat yourself everyone yeah. you know what times are tough you know life ain't easy and sometimes you just gotta enjoy the simple things in life and i think you know shaving the family jewels is a simple thing that you can enjoy that's going to just boost that confidence and i know when i'm out there on the stock trading floor and i'm looking at all my meme stocks you know they're flashing green flashing red when i'm in my performance package when i'm all shaved up i just feel super confident i can just see i can see the money I'm dialed in. I know exactly when to pull the trigger. And Manscaped is there for me.
1: I use the Manscaped Performance Boxers.
0: That's really all you need. It's the best drug out there. It's the best hit of endorphins, the best best hit of adrenaline out there. Manscaped. Use our code BEERMILE, all one word, for 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Thank you, Michael, for leading us into that manscaped because I think they are a strong buy. They're absolutely a strong buy, you know? This company, up and coming. Ever since their days on Shark Tank, man, if only we were sharks in those days and we could have been an investor in this company because they're growing big. Did any of them invest?
2: Do you know? I don't remember. I don't think. Mm, Maybe. One of them doubled their net worth, probably. I was gonna say
0: I'm looking. Oh, Mark Cuban did. Yep. Oh, smart, guy. smart
2: guy. Smart guy.
0: Seeking, a, they were seeking half a million for seven percent stake, and I don't know what they ended up with. There's too many words in this article, but yeah, Mark Cuban. I mean, he, he put <laughs> in half go. a he put in half a million, probably owns like at least ten percent, maybe twenty percent of it. So he did very but, well for himself on that investment. Oh, dude, it's a
2: father. He owns son, a bunch I'm of Dogecoin too.
0: Mark Cuban. He just, yeah, he can see the money as well. He knows what's yeah. up and I, and I guarantee he has a nice clean, save, shaven sack as well. So
2: good for Mark. <laughs> 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 All
1: right, Chris, do you have any last, uh, stonk picks for us?
0: You know, ever, ever since I've been out in Colorado, I haven't been following the stonks as much as I should be, to be perfectly honest. Um, come back to me, give me, give me one minute, Adam, what do you have?
1: yeah besides um besides the uh, performance underwear, I think just based on based on the beer that I just sampled, I would have to say short squeeze line Google man short squeeze short squeeze it's always it's always gonna be there because there's gonna be like some cheap ass dad who brings it to a golf outing um and then there's gonna be people like me who who just like short it because they hate it. So squeeze the shorters, man.
0: Okay. So you're long and you're trying to get, get everyone out of there. That's, that's what's up.
1: Oh, that's like 3d chess. I'm just, I'm just saying how I feel, man. (laughs) Are
2: you long? or Are you short? Are you betting against yourself?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm betting against. That's how you got to play it. You know, like this is how (laughs) I'm thinking about it. So that's probably how the majority of people are thinking about it, but you got to go one step above it. You got to go the opposite way. Right. That, that, that's how I, that's, that's how the I only
2: thing Wall Street bikes is useful for. Just do really the yeah, opposite of everyone has just,
1: Oh, okay. So don't do that. Just yeah, do the opposite of it. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. don't.
0: I don't know if that advice has worked so well so far. With uh, like when everyone when GameStop start starts shooting up, and everyone's like, oh, we gotta we gotta short it because these people don't know what they're talking about, and yeah, GameStop's still right <laughs> high. So I don't know. Never bet against those, Reddit. Those, that's what I've those learned.
2: Shorters got squeezed for they, sure. They got squeezed. <laughs>
0: uh i okay i know i know what my strong pick is now being out here in colorado what i realized is that everybody owns a subaru so i'm going long subaru uh yeah i it's crazy like uh, 50 percent of the people here have the same car as me i also have a subaru so yeah long subaru uh i i would if they had a leveraged option on them, definitely would be all in on that. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm long and I'm also buying calls both uh, short-term and long-term. So Man, Subaru is. <laughs> I know I never, I was not a car guy until like six months ago and then bought a Subaru. And now I just realized it's the best car in the world. So, you know, hashtag better. sponsor us. <laughs> that that'll be the next sponsor naturally right after we right after we have shaved nuts we're going to be talking about subarus next yes
1: <laughs> oh lord all right any uh, any words of wisdom mike words of wisdom
2: yeah to close it out Oof. Uh, just do whatever do the opposite of wall street best tells you to do that, those are my words of wisdom <laughs> and start drinking beers in your workouts 3 weeks before your beer mile for optimal performance performance gains. Yeah.
0: There I I I feel like the listeners will enjoy that there's someone else's perspective on the beer mile finally because Adam and I we've talked about our training a little bit. We're like, "Oh, you know, make sure you chug water, whatever." But now we have another data point for what you should be doing before your bear mile, and this is a little bit yeah. different twist. It involves actually drinking in the workout itself, which uh, Adam and I thing? haven't really done ourselves. So, hey, good to good to hear that that's what it takes to drop your PR by 50 percent. That's pretty dang good. I would uh, I'd love to drop my PR by fifty percent. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe I'll start drinking more.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Michael, for joining our first ever listener of the podcast coming on the podcast and all yeah. thanks to just finding a hole in our system and we can appreciate that. Hot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm like a paid hacker.
0: You are, you are, you're, I will, we'll, we'll right. call you a white hat. Thank you for, for doing that. Now, <laughs> now go on the website and try to find some more holes. You know what would be funny is once we uh, launch beercoin, if you can find all the hacks there and find a way to get all the beer coin into your account, that, that would, would be, be yeah, that would be the <laughs> ultimate win. Just everyone's wiped clean and you have it all. And then we have to redistribute it. <laughs> that would be the ultimate.
2: I win. wish. <laughs> what, what are you building it off of? I'll start doing some research. Oh, know, I'll just man. have to like
1: leave, leave some like <laughs> usernames and passwords out in the open. Just for, just yeah. for Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. We can't we can't reveal any secrets yet, but uh, no, yeah, you know, you'll you'll be on the inside scoop once we
2: once we oh, need yeah, some yeah, Once definitely. we need some hackers
0: Sweet. to figure it out. So cool. Thanks, Mike. Cool. Appreciate the time. Cheers to you.
2: Thank you.